Welcome to Wax Capital, episode 106. It's end of the year. Is this our third New Year's episode? I, I don't, it's our I, I third, like, right? I, yeah, I feel like we started... Um, Close like to the end of the right year. towards the end of the year of, of 2020? I don't know, it feels so long ago, but it feels like whatever. Still going, still kicking. Yeah, still pretty insane that we're doing this, but uh, hey, we're... Are we actually? You know what? I was gonna say we're going strong, but we're not really going strong. I, I think in the last few months, uh, you you felt the lack of momentum as uh, skip quite a few episodes. Oh, well, not quite a few, but we're we're starting to to slack here. Yeah, but we're still we're still going good, uh, and usually we catch up on it at some point. All right, as how are you doing? I am. Well, I finished my isolation. As according to the Japanese government, did I have COVID? Did I not have COVID? Nobody knows. It's Schrodinger's COVID. Schrodinger's Wait, COVID? what's the rule? What's the, why do you isolate then? If you, you were in close contact with someone with COVID, is that how it works? Yeah. So I was close contact, and then I feel like honestly, I feel like my brain just made me have symptoms. But the the only symptom I had was like, and I don't even know if it was real because you know I've never really felt my lymph nodes, but I felt like my lymph nodes were swollen. Other than that, I had no cough, no sore throat. Um, I had a headache for one day, but I have like migraines all the time, so it's not a guarantee that it was COVID. Um, Wait, other than that, is is this the first time you were aware of the existence of your lymph nodes? I was. What do you mean? No, I just like felt them randomly, just just out of thing. I'm like, hmm, my lymph nodes feel swollen, but I don't could know. Also if they actually, could yeah, also be the drinking. Could also be the drinking. Um, I, so yeah, I, I stayed in isolation from last Friday, so today's my first day of freedom. Um, but yeah, like, I was in very close contact with the person who got had COVID, so like, I, unless I am literally Will Smith from I Am Legend, and I do believe that that's a, that's a possibility, I've always felt like I was something special in this, in this society, and I had something to give, such as my blood for the research of, um, cure for all diseases. Um, but yeah, apparently I, I did, I did, I've done three tests. I'm going to do another one today. This is my fourth test. And if it goes clear, I'm going to leave my place for the first time in seven days. Mm, that's kind of tricky. Cause like the incubation period for COVID can be like quite long. I mean, it, it would kind of suck if you, like, it, it would suck, but it's possible that you stop your isolation and then you pop positive like tomorrow. Like that's total, that's totally within like reasonable bounds of like how these tests work. Yeah. But I was in close contact with this person for the entire week that they were positive. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like that, that's like, regardless of that, like the period, the incubation period for COVID and like when it actually becomes detectable, it's, it can be like a week long in some cases, even, even longer in some cases. So like the worst case scenario is that, like tomorrow you'll test positive and have to go back in isolation again, which, which, which I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it is. It's un- unlikely, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could All happen. Right. But I feel like I've been in contact with this person for an entire week. Um, and then the week extra on top of it, like I've been in contact. The first time this person had symptoms was two weeks ago. And I was with them two weeks ago, so. No, maybe right. recently I've had an asymptomatic case and I just never knew about it. All right. Well, in any case, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about? New Year's? Yeah, New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's, Wax? 
Uh, nothing. Wait, did, did I do anything last year? I feel like I've done nothing for New Year's like many years straight. So, like, I I just stopped doing holidays after after a long time. Man, I I I feel I feel very tired of having to do anything this year for New Year's. But then I feel like I have to experience New Year's in Japan, right? So I mean, thinking... there's no there's no customs around in Japan. Are we... Wait, actually, there are. Never mind. Wait, what, what, the... Well, I only only the ones from like an, an, an anime. Which ones I do you know? know wholesome... I only know like the wholesome ones that you do with your family and shit. Like I like I don't think that's the kind of stuff you're gonna do. You eat the mochi. You go to the, you go to the um. What do you call it? The shrine to do your first wish. Yeah, don't, and don't you have to like wear? Wait, wait, do you wear uh special clothes or is that only an anime? Like real I, people don't do that shit, right? I'm assuming real people don't do that. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do any of that stuff. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I, I don't. I don't think you're gonna do anything that you wouldn't have done in. Uh, you wouldn't have done anyway in in Australia, so hey, hey, I, mean, I would have whatever. done drugs in Australia. So that was the difference. <laughs> I mean, the drugs in Japan, but but uh, let's let's not let the uh, Japanese police hear this. Yeah, we we don't want to pull uh, somebody who shall not be named. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel so, I feel like I should go to Tokyo, but I also feel like I can't be bothered going to Tokyo. So. You know, what? I, I, you know what? My advice, I don't know why I'm giving you advice, but my advice is that if you're going to go drink on a, if this is like a weekend, you're going to drink anyway, just, just go. Like, you don't have to change it. So don't, don't treat it as like a New Year's drinking binge journey. Just treat it as like a regular ads drinking binge journey. Yeah, true. It's just that there's going to be so many people like around. Well, well. Then why not just like do it locally? Go back, go to the bars you enjoy there, and like celebrate with the locals. Don't don't go to Tokyo where it's too crowded. Just just stay, stay in town. The problem is all the town local town bars that I normally go to closed for New Year's. What? Wait, wait that, that's wait, so is that kind of town where like they don't get enough business on like New Year's to justify opening or what? Probably because people leave to go other places for New Year's. Really. Is that a thing? That's... Is that like a small town thing where you like go to a big city to like celebrate? I I, well, I mean well, people I don't just like stay at home with their families. I don't know. People have families, I guess. Maybe you should like uh, ring up your favorite bartender and ask if he can celebrate with his family. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should message him. Be like, yo, right. what are you doing for New Year's? <laughs> All right. So, so your 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 tentative plan is that you're gonna go drink somewhere, but you don't know where yet. That's that's the only uh. I'm probably yeah. So, I'm saying I'm saying I don't want to go out, but I will go out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's we're, we're not judging you. We're not judging you. We we expected this much. Uh, my plan is to do nothing. Keith, what's your plan? I don't do things. All right. Same, same as me. So if you ever like this day is coming up, what are you doing? Nothing. Thanksgiving, nothing. Christmas, nothing. New Year's, nothing. Birthdays, nothing. July Fourth, nothing. You didn't. Do, you literally didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. You didn't have to like go go to sit at a table for dinner for like uh, thirty minutes at least. Uh no, my sister cooked and I ate in my room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you ate. You ate in your room. Yeah, we I, we don't do unless we travel. We don't do things. So what? So what happens? So some so so someone cooks a nice meal, 
and that but there's no obligation to sit to, to sit together and have it. It's just here's the nice meal. Do as you wish. That's how no, your family does well, it. Well, mostly people are like busy, you know, eating at different times. People choose to work holidays to make the bonus money, the extra holiday pay. Um, hmm. So unless we like, unless we're traveling out of town to like a like a gathering where people are like going out of their way to put something together for like extended family, then we don't we don't really do anything. I went to my cousin's 50th birthday uh, like I think that was November 6th so like earlier in November we, we ended up going out to Vegas for like a family thing for their birthday and everything like that so we didn't travel again for Thanksgiving or anything like that alright I'm I'm further convinced that Keith is, is like his family business is like being like the Las Vegas mob or something like that. It's it it sounds like organized crime. I don't know how it sounds like. Is, do you assume that like anybody who doesn't give you details is in organized crime? Is that what happened? I just, what's happening? I just assume that everyone who lives in Las Vegas is like a criminal. I don't live in Las Vegas though. Yeah, you go you go there a lot. Yeah, because I have family there. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, Who are it's extended it's, it's, family? It's uh, not extended, like, ext- like the mob. Exactly. Oh yeah, God. they're my brother. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like Keith isn't the one breaking people's knees, but he's the one who has to go out there occasionally to like uh, to clean up the books. It's like oh okay, let's go with I, that. I, I'll just accept I, it. I, 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 I'm sort of envisioning Keith and like you know how in the movies the accountant guy he wears like a visor for some reason, like he has like a calculator. They're always wearing a visor. I don't know why. Why is the like the accountant in the movie always wearing a visor? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've looked this up before. Actually, I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, but the I, you mean the green visor? Yeah, it's like a trope. I I know it's like a like the guy who's counting the money is always wearing a visor for some reason. But yeah, yeah I, I, I can know. imagine Keith doing that and just sitting there with like an abacus. Yeah. Any okay anyway that's, so. That's <laughs> All right, so let's let's do our first topic. In that case, uh, we we put together a couple of year end lists, and uh, honestly, there's like a gazillion year end list articles. I just went with the one from the New York Times because I feel like the New York Times generally has the uh, well, never not. I, I feel like I guess every music critic wants to have a special opinion because that's why you're a music critic let's not that's... do the new york times one hold up that's the most boring one they're picking songs oh wait is, is there a better one I did you make an article that you want to do we always no nah, it's always pitchfork man pitchfork uh the hype beast uh, like music critic want to be uh, like what do you call it benchmark you have to do that we have to do a pitchfork. But, but you but you agree that like uh, music critics like the point, entire point of being a music critic is to show like how special your taste is. There's no music critic who who goes out there and says, "Yes, I have very conformist mainstream tastes." Yeah, well, but you have to have some conformist mu- mainstream tastes to be a real no, music t- critic. I thought that people only did that because they're they're doing it subversively because critics are generally 
like they're known to be snobby, but say, no, you know what? I actually really like Taylor Swift, and that's sort of how you do like a little twist. Isn't that yeah, how it works? All, all all year end lists have like the the mainstays, right? All right, fine. We'll, we'll do pitchfork. You know what? You, sh- you should have added this before we fucking went went before we started this. But sure, you should yeah, know so that pitchfork are the standard. I mean, okay. like, yeah, never, what, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> adds, anyways. yeah, inter- inter- interesting second. Uh, I'll do, I'll do it. Okay, so like I said, pitchfork are the hallmark, the standard, the the thing that every like new wave music critic wants to be because they don't want to work for like rolling stone ill or like new york times extra ill so we want to work for something cool like pitchfork except now pitchfork's so old that it's starting to be what new york times and rolling stone are so you want to work for something more fun like sputnik music or something uh, something like that i don't know sputnik music cancelled who knows I've, i haven't really followed it anyways 2022 50 best albums of 2022 according to pitchfork they're, f- they're featuring the usual they got bjork they got bad bunny they got beyonce they got rosalia they got the weekend they got some other people that I don't really know of. Let's go over them. Wax, have you listened to any new music? No, you haven't. You said this last week. No, yeah. Last me, I told you last week. I listened to one new song this year, and I recommended it because it's the one. It's the only thing I listened to. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Wait, did, did, so, did they make a list? Did, did the IAs make the list, or or are they considered not cool enough anymore? No way they made the list. Oh, why? Is is like rock music just dead to them now? Pretty dead, unless you're doing like. Excuse me, subversive folk rock or some shit like that. So, anyways, wait, wait. So, so it's like it's just like rock is just not cool, and you can't even include it in like ironic way. Like, oh, we put in like one rock album. I don't know. I didn't look through all of this, but yeah. I all I did is I I, I scrolled through this and I saw Utale Karu. I'm like, see, that's a thing where it's like that album can't be good. They're just putting it in because like they want to say we're, we're putting in a Japanese artist, right? Yeah. Yep. Without 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 listening, can I can I am I okay to assume that without listening? Um, it's a pretty good album, but it's not a like years. It's also I think has like a bunch of like remakes of other albums, other songs. It's just other albums. It's just J-pop, right? It's just like it's just Utada Karo doing her regular shit, right? There, but yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. Like 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 they have um. I haven't listened, and I already I already hate this list. Okay, so just because just because of, of, uh, of hasn't been good it. for years, hasn't been good for years, if not Anyways, decades. I thought one last kiss, pink blood, time are all great songs. Bad music, a image. Anyways, they're, they're all really good songs. And, and yeah, anyway, your 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 opinions now. Sorry, my I opinions now. Okay, okay. So I'm not gonna bother like going over every, every album song. So I'm just gonna pick albums that I like slash didn't like that I made this list. First off, at number forty nine, we have Black Country, New Roads, Ants from Up There. How the fuck this is at forty nine? I don't know who the fuck made this list, but they have no musical identity, no musical taste, no n- nothing. This album is perfection. It's so beautiful. It's so sprawling. It's so fucking magnificent. It's at least top 10 this year. At least. It is amazing back to front. There's like one song in there that doesn't really hit the mark. But other than that, it it's uh, even that song is really good. It just feels like it's one from his, it's like a leftover wait, from their this old is a, album. Wait, this is a rock band. This, this is they're a rock band. band. I, but they're not cl- okay. classic rock. Alright. But I said, like they're like folk rock. I said folk rock. Anyways, they, they basically don't exist now. Even though they say that they're going to continue to exist, the best part of their band is gone. So, 
Yeah. It's like so good. It's so good. I love this album. I love this band. This, uh, this I love this album. I love the band as well. But this right. album, some of the best poetry, some of the best lyricism, some of the best instrumentals. It's great. How it didn't right. make top ten? How's how's it forty nine? I don't know. Like how is Bad Mode I'll, better than this? For example, I'll, I'll I'll try to listen to one song from the album. Okay, even though it's an entire cool. album experience, but that's okay. And, um, and only because only because you said only because you said it's rock music, and that's the only reason. Yeah, um, Mitsuki Laurel Hell. Um, it was an okay album. That's that's all I had to say about. It. I listened to it like twice. It was fine. Uh, I don't know. I guess Mitsuki is popular now, so that's to include her. Um, who else? That, that was at number what? 42? 43. 43. 43. Yeah. Okay, fine. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. By the way, by the way, I have I haven't heard of like maybe. I want to say I've heard of like four of these acts. So that that's that's just giving context. Sorry, keep going. Five, whatever. Okay. The 1975, unironically making an year-end album list, must be one of the greatest heel turns in history. But apparently this album was good. Unfortunately... Also a rock band. Also a rock band. Wow. Unfortunately, I have been burned off of this album. Oh, no, not this album. of Of this band so hard that I don't think they're that good. Uh, I don't think, regardless of how well they like, apparently it's supposed to be like stripped back arrangements. Maybe it's good, but I feel like their lyricism is just like their lyrics are just so cringe that unless they improved so so high, like at such a level that's like unheard of, then I don't know if it ever would matter. But apparently it's number three, thirty-three. You know what? I liked some of the nineteen seventy-five songs. Unfortunately, once you hear one the nineteen seventy-five album song, sorry song, you've heard them all because they're all the same. I agree. I, I have heard of their older stuff, and if you say this album is just like their old stuff, then then okay, I I, I get your point. Hikaru Utada at ba- uh, bad mode at thirty-one. I feel like like there's such a push now to like include. Maybe there's always been a push to include international music, but I feel like with Latin pop and like Latin music gaining such a foothold in like Western media, and and also I think I don't know I, I do know why weeps, um, but Japanese music has always been overrepresented, maybe not overrepresented, but represented pretty highly in like Western media and like in like oh, coverage Japanese- by Western media. Well, just Japanese stuff in general, whether it's like books or whether it's uh, movies, it, it's always been like highly represented. It's just like uh, it's just how the market is. Like I, I can't tell you why the market's that way, but it's just like you know cultural proximity. I, I don't I yeah. don't know what to call it. But 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 I will say that Japanese the Japanese music scene is like the second biggest in the world, so it makes sense. Yeah, but that's just popular like really Japanese wait, people. Wait wait, it's second biggest in the world. Like by what metric? That's that surprises me. It's not like England record sold probably. It's it's not England, really. No, I don't think it is. Damn. But yeah, wait, records, 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 records sold can't be like a metric now because that doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's got to be like I don't know some sort of like combined metric. Like, like what are you saying? Like like revenue, like annual revenue of the music industry, something like that. Probably revenue. I mean that makes sense. I guess because Japan's huge. It has like hundred, what, thirty million people. Thirty million so people. That, 
Yeah, and they, they have a lot of money yeah. too, so I guess that it's makes kind of sense. One America, two Japan, three Great Britain, four I think Germany, five France, six China, seven South Korea, eight Canada, nine Australia. Nice. Ten maybe okay. Italy. I don't know what the other one is. Okay, like like with the exception of China, this is this is basically like a GDP list. Like yeah, it's basically like world like your 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 GDP rank in the world with a couple of exceptions. Yeah. So I stop. Okay. In, in, anyway. in older lists, like Brazil pops up, but Japan is pretty much consistently second. You the UK and Germany switch places sometimes, but. Okay. But yeah, I gotta so, say that that it's it's very pitchworky of them to put the album title. In and, and do bad mode. The album's called Bad Mode, but the mode is in, in uh, katakana, and yeah. the bad's in English. And and they wrote it. They wrote it out in uh, Japanese without translating it any anywhere, which is a uh, very pitchforky, I suppose. Yeah, fair. It's, um, like, it's like y'all know what this is. If you can't read, if you can't read this, then what are you doing on this website? I I, I like these songs, but like I like these songs because, for example. One Last Kiss is the theme song to the best um, Evangelion movie of all time. Um, sorry. Um, other people will disagree with me, and they will be wrong. And Zess will continue to say that the the movie is bad, but he's wrong. Um, great, great one. Then you've got other tracks like Pink Blood, which is the theme song for... Um, to Your Eternity, which I just started watching the second season, and it's just not as good as the first season. Um, <laughs> and then what was there? Oh, Pink... Uh, there was also Time, which I forget what, what that was. That was another anime. Maybe it wasn't an anime. Maybe it was a TV show. I don't know. And then there were a bunch of, like, filler songs, which are, like... Like, it's it's only really, like, eight songs long. So it's not that long of an album. It, not to say that an album needs to be very long, but, yeah, it's just... It's a collection of music, I guess. I mean, I I like uh, Hikaru Utada, so I am happy that they were ma- able to do the make the list. Um, but yeah, I think Hikaru Utada has a style, and they know their style very well. Uh, I I I already disagreed with this play with the placement of the of this album without listening to it. So that's my take. It doesn't deserve to be this high. Yeah. Okay. Next song that I'm gonna talk about is number twenty-four, FKA Twigs, Capra songs. I, I, I don't remember how FKA Twigs is done on other on other Pitchfork lists, but I feel like I have I have a feeling that the reason that this album did so highly is because they undervalued FKA Twigs before, and now that they've that FKA Twigs has reached like a high enough like market share or market relevance, they have to like. Give credit now. That's what I feel yeah, like because this album is not that got, good. I mean, that's like all of music criticism. If like an album comes out and you sort of like ignore it at first, and then it turns out to be like a huge like indie darling, you got to overcorrect immediately. Like that, it happens. All, like, that's like the essence of Pitchfork, is it not? Yeah, it is. And this, I feel like this like, album is that. Yeah, it, it's like that article we we looked at a couple of years ago. Or was it was it this year where they went back and they re-reviewed albums where they, they fucked up on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, exactly. album. Right. That 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 that's that's what uh, music criticism is all about. It's about going back and like uh, overcompensating for your bad opinions. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, next up I want to talk about is Charlie XCX's Crash. I think this album is not good. I feel like for the person who like pushed hyper pop to its like highest levels, this one was just like whatever. Like I was, I was bored listening to it, and I've never been bored listening to Charlie XCX album. I feel like none what's of the hyper- songs. Wait, what's hyper pop? What's hyper pop? It's like super yeah. fast paced, like experimental pop. I don't know. It's hard to explain hyper pop. Doesn't right. really have a definition. Her sanity, but it's like avant-garde hyper pop, pop, I guess. Alright. Yeah, so what else is there? Yes, I don't know. There were none of the songs in this Charlie XCX album that I could say I remember. They're memorable. Number 17, Earl Sweatshirt. Stick. Um, It's good, but every song... I mean, it's supposed to be like this, right? Like, it's supposed to be like like a... a slog through of like same similar sounding beats, very short tracks, but I think it's just like it's good, but it's not anything exceptional. Like if I if I was to recommend an album that I think didn't get enough um, credit, and I don't think it's on this, I, I want to double check that it. Uh, I want to check that it came out in this year first. Maybe it came out. Um, so yeah, Injury Reserve, when did their album come out? Uh, okay, it came out in 2021, I was wrong. Okay, yeah, so that's that. What else we got? Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's crazy to me. Like, 13. Yeah, 13, 13. It's, what's, what's crazy to me about, is not about this album. It's, it's crazy to me how quickly this album, how much I listened to this album and how quickly I started to turn on it. Compared to Dam, I felt like Dam held more relevance for longer, but is the worst album. So I think that this album is better than Dam. I'll say that. But what I will say is, he doesn't land on any big songs, which is surprising for a Kendrick album. Like even if you, if if you go through every one of Kendrick's albums, even the older ones, right? Like Wax. Name a Kendrick song. Uh, good, good kid, Mad City. All right, that's it. That's good. That's one. Good kid, Mad City. Right, that's a hit from uh, his second album or third. Good. I guess yeah. you the person from Good Kid, Mad yeah. City. Uh, but that's not actually a song. Oh, it's not. Oh, God damn it! But you, you probably mean Mad City. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the famous one, one that's like, well, that's not that's the most famous one, but it's the one that he plays at like award shows. Yeah. Um, so Mad City. Um, Join my casualness here. Yeah. Join my casualness. If if you go to section eighty, you've got ADHD. Um, bitches don't kill my vibe from Good Kid, Mad City, and then from Spin Butterfly, you got King Kunta. You've got uh, like I not I you. What was that song? All right. Yeah, all right. That's all I was looking for. All right. Yeah, you got all right. Um, from them, you have a bunch of like bangers. DNA, humble. Um, that one had like the most bangers. Damn, damn did damn damn did so many so much numbers on Spotify. Just looking at it now. I guess I, mean, I understand I, I, why. I, I mean, yeah, but what, so what's the point? What's the, what's the point? The point here is you you go to Mister Around the Big Steppers, 
And what's the banger? Like, we, which one of these is together. the banger? Yeah, but no, no one's listening. <laughs> no, no one is listening to We Cry Together. Just added it to a random playlist of like, I don't know, banger, like banger rap songs, and then just like it goes from like I don't know, Good Kid, like from Mad City to this song. No one's doing that. True. It is a it is a good song though. It's a fantastic song. So I don't I don't know. Like I feel like, are we feeling Kendrick's? Wait, wait are you talking about bangers in terms of like stuff? Because I feel like, well, in this sense, you're saying stuff that went like uh, that was commercially popular, right? Because because yeah. if you if you two so because so, you two that was a banger, but you, you're saying that it, it was just not as like uh, culturally resonant as other albums. So why should that be? Uh, like, are, are you putting that as part of your criteria? I'm I'm not, but I'm saying that. Kendrick's had other albums that are deeper, that feel more personal, that feel like they've gone through. A, a lot of the time, he's just like surface level scratching at what what's paining him or something like that. Or he's like de- he's he's dealing with his like the the what do you call it the like messiah the savior complex that he set up as a person, but in like the most boring way, like he's doing nothing with it. I don't know. It just feels uninteresting. And and he's he's where. Here's where the biggest criticism comes. If you ask me what was my favorite verse on the album, my favorite verse on the album is and maybe will forever be Kodak Black's verse. And to say that Kendrick Lamar got outrapped by Kodak Black is enough to say that this should not be on anyone's end of year list. All right. <laughs> I, I feel like I, don't, I feel okay. Well, clearly, I don't I don't know enough about uh, hip hop to have an opinion on that, and Keith just doesn't have an opinion on it for whatever reason because Keith generally doesn't have opinions. Well, I when this album we talked about this album when it came out, and I was like, I at that time I had said I don't think that there's anything on this album that I would ever go back to. So that's the, I, the, I, I basically I, agree that I, that's just how I feel about this album. I still go back to listen to Baby Keem and Kodak Black, but not to Kendrick. I th- I actually think that the only song that I that I did go back to was Re- "We Cry Together" when they when he released the video for it. And other than that, I don't really listen to anything on this album. Yeah, I I, I want to talk about something that something that I do like. I'm skipping some songs that some albums that I have opinions of. Rosalia's "Moto Mami" made it to sixth place. Congratulations. I just want to say, Rosalia, my queen. What a what an album! Incredible album, ten out of ten album. Um, it is amazing. The bangers are bangers. The slow songs have just got you in your feels. You can dance to it. You can cry to it. Should be number one. It. This album is better than number one. I'll I'll say that, that much. I wouldn't. Maybe I won't say number one because I actually do think that if I had to make a list, that I would put um. Black Country New Roads uh, answer them up there as number one, but this album gets close. <clears throat> and then, so that's uh, Spanish. She's supposed to be Sp- she's Spanish, right? She's not um Mexican. Yeah, she's she's mainland. She's mainland Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Ca- so Cata- we're not we're not gonna use the Catalonian. Yeah, Catalonian. Yeah. I mean, you, you can. Like, I mean, is it not Latin pop? She said she didn't like having the tag. Yeah, it's not Latin pop. Latin pop oh, is herself. Latin American. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I feel like like Jomner labels are fluid. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, and that yeah. is exactly how the music industry feels, and that's why you're racist. <laughs> Bad Bunny, Inverano, Sinti. I listen to this. I I guess I'm not Bad Bunny's like target market. I I, I found some of the songs good, but he's just he's so interesting as as a person. I think it's it's funny to see somebody like him just have the freedom it's very rare to have just a guy who just does whatever the fuck he wants um and yeah he's just like he's always topping spotify's most listened to list he's doing well for himself he's he is bad money um no real like, hard opinion on him the, the album that wait, i want to have a hard opinion wait, on wait 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 can i ask you about bad money and, and pitchfork in general i'll ask you your opinion um do you think that he's this high because uh because I, I haven't read their other year end lists do they generally have like a super? Because this is clearly the most like uh, commercially successful album on the list, right? I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the most one. I I, I looked the other ones up, but I'm pretty sure it is. So, do you think this is uh their obligatory? We gotta put in a super successful one this year, and it and it and the Harry Styles was like too distasteful, so we had to go with this one. Maybe. Um... Do you think? Do you think? Do you think like in the editorial office it was a two way race? All right. We gotta put in like one giga successful album of the year, or like not well, you know, whether you want to call it successful or you know like culturally resonant, popular. Let's just say popular, and yeah. they had to go with Bad Bunny, or they had to, go, or they had to go with Harry Styles, or whatever BTS, and they decided this is the one it's gonna be. Do you think? Do you think that's what happened? Mm, I'm just looking. Inverano Sinti is the most popular. Renaissance had one week. Did it get in on its own merits, or was it just like Pitchfork's annual? Okay, we gotta put at least one commercially successful, successful album in the top ten. Yeah, I, I think, but most people liked it as well. Like they found it to be much better than his old albums. Well, um, yeah, I, I've never been a big fan to tell you like, but I, I'm I'm so surprised. Like, damn, this did numbers. Yeah, it, it, it's the. He's the most successful artist in the world right now. I'm yeah, but sure, like, like, but by, like every, by every metric, he Beyonce is. Beyonce couldn't even get a two-week stretch. She got one week at the top before she lost it to Verona Sinti. That's crazy. I have a question. Wax yeah. for Wax specifically. Yeah. Do you not believe that anyone holds a genuine opinion about anything? Uh, not Pitchfork. I, I feel like for these kind of lists that are like, because like these year end lists, especially the ones that are done by editorial committee, like, because this is, because, you know, if you look at this uh, this list, the authorship is, it's by Pitchfork. So it's clearly done by an editorial committee. And I know for these kind of things, like, like these, these things in particular, they're done because you have to send a message. Like they're not, like they're, they're, there's some like actual opinion in there, but especially for these kind of year end lists that are made by editorial committee, these are the ones that are the most plagued by there being no sincere opinions. Yeah, so I think in this 50, case, there's 50 albums on this list. You don't think any of them are just there because they enjoyed them? Like partially, and maybe the ones that are like lower on the list are like, you know what? Like there, there's probably like a couple of, like in the 50s where it was like no one listened to this or like everyone else hated it, but but like I liked it, so it's, they just tossed it in. There's probably a couple of those, but I feel like as they go into the top 10, this is like their statement on music for whatever reason and this is what represents pitchfork so yeah but especially we went all the way back to utari Karu at 31 and you were already like this is just there because 
Yeah, she's I think Japanese. So. That's like more yeah. than halfway up the list. Hey, look, the fifties are the fifties are for throwaways. After that, it's it's uh, after the forties, it's all like editorial committee deciding very deciding what do we want to say about ourselves. I'm just saying, like, like it, so you this don't think particular article, like, there isn't just like a subset of weebs on the pitchfork committee that just like enjoyed the album i'm sure like they they're the ones who like brought it up and then it's the rest of the people on the, on the committee who are like yeah we we need like a japanese language album let's put it in 30s i, I think that's what happened look like, i know that i'm overly cynical a lot of the time but i think in this particular case i'm complete this is one of the cases where i'm like 100 justified because one it's pitchfork two it's music opinions three it's a collaborative year-end list. Like that's the perfect storm for there being no sincere opinions. So okay, but it's it's two different things though. You think that there are sincere opinions for like, what there... is included, but not right. where well for the most part, but not where they're ranked. I, look, I'm not saying it has zero zero um, you know effect on it, but like the. It helps maybe it makes like the outline of it, but I think that you know the would exact be, placement. Okay, would it be more genuine if it was a list of fifty albums unranked? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. in that case, like they they would be able to put together a much more genuine list. Okay, carry on. But but, but even then, I think it would still be very much affected by this kind of like what. What this kind of article is, and, 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 and the way they write them, if they just have to be affected by, not politics, but like you know by by self uh, self image, like self. If there's too much self awareness that goes into making these kinds of uh, lists for like a big publication. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's not that I disagree. I just think it's funny that like your entire contribution to discussing this list is like trying to figure out the politics behind every, where the entries are like rather I mean, than the, like I mean, any sort can... of enjoyment that anybody might have gotten out of listening to the albums I mean, that's all i can do I, just, I, I didn't listen to any of these albums so what can i do that's not that's the only contribution i can make i'm sorry no it's all good all right <laughs> anyway now let's get to the five for the top album Beyonce's Renaissance, which I still don't like. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I think I've, we've talked about this before. I don't think it's that good. I think there's like a stretch of like four or five songs on the album that are half decent. And then the last, I think, what did I, what did I say? I can't remember. Let me, let me pull up the, let me pull up the track list real quick. I will weigh in on this album and say that I think it deserves number one for the album cover. Fair. I'll 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 play that. I'll allow that. Album and covers it's also it's one of four albums on this list that I've listened to. What was the other? Th- well, we said Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. What were the other ones? Uh, Re- Renaissance, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Motomami, and. Uh, on FM? Uh, Capri songs. Okay. Yeah, like, I think the the first half of this album is not that good. Then, like, once you get into, like, Thick, I think Thick is a banger. That's about it. 
So I got to say about that. I can't believe it came first. All right. You know. You know what? Uh, I I feel is that is that uh is that your entire thoughts? What what was your album of the year? Was it Roselia or was it the the other one? The uh, what is it? What are those, what are those dudes called? Black Country New Road. And yeah, Black Country is my number one album. All so right. it is cool. it is worth pointing out though that this this came out on December sixth, and there were two uh projects that came out after this uh being scissors sos and little sims uh no thank you yeah that came out in the following week after this that uh ads enjoyed Mm -hmm. um to to be clear uh, i don't remember what thing got scissors sos got highly reviewed on pitchfork and probably would have made the year end list um i don't think the Little Sims album got reviewed so well, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know where it uh, popped up as far as reviews. It was on the albums you should listen to this week, but other than that, I don't know. I got a seven point seven. Yeah, seven point seven pitchfork. I feel Is like that pretty good. Of, I, that's pretty good. Has your, has your... It might it might have made the list. Yeah. It might have. I don't know if they. I don't know if they have like score inflation. They also gave Simbi a seven point seven. So. Okay, that's dumb. All right, because sometimes I might be interested is the better album, but yeah. Okay. In any case, uh, so I I resolve next year that I'll resubscribe to spotify for at least a month and listen to some to me some new music because i feel like i i spent the last year basically filling all of my empty time with podcasts so now i'm just filled with like useless information about sports and uh no new music and i feel like it's just uh, my, my soul feels more dead for it yes wax so let's let you should listen to black country new Rose album it's great it's fantastic it's i mean it sounds like to drill music What's drilled? What? what? <laughs> wax, wax is trolling, man. He has to be trolling. I, I honestly believe Wax doesn't know what drill music is. That, yeah, that, I don't have a hard time believing that whatsoever. Yeah, drill yeah, music drill is uh, it's the it's the the music of the streets that your uh, mayor or whoever he is believes is the reason for gun crime. I I don't follow New York City politics unless people in the Discord post it, and it's always about like stupid crime shit. So like Eric I, I, Adams I is the mayor, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the mayor. Like I, yeah, I, I know he he's... he blames gun crime on drill music. I know he's funny. That's all. I know, I know he's like, very funny. He gave us some good content for vegan uh, mods. That was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, 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 I should follow that. that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I I. I, I I'll I'll use my Spotify. What is it? My comeback deal for three months and listen to me to new music, and that'll keep me going for another three years. Wax, I gave you the perfect segue into the next topic, and you didn't take it. Wait, wait. before we go to the next topic. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do that, but whatever. My final thoughts about music from 2022 are: there's a lot of artists that I listen to that release new projects this year. Artists including Anonymous. Lotto, Jesse Reyes, Little Sims, Buddy, Kendrick Lamar, etc. Who all release projects that I don't think are as good as their past projects. 
and that is that's basically I how would, I feel about 2022. I will agree. Even Scissor's SOS, which I do like, it wasn't as good as the previous album. But it's still really good. It just, you know, she put 23 songs on there for some fucking reason, man. Why don't you just put 15 bangers and get the best album of all time? Why, Scissor? Why did you include a fucking country song? I don't know. The, oh, the thing, I don't know if I asked you this uh, okay. when we when the album came out. But it the it seems like it's an album that was designed to complete a record deal. But I don't think she's leaving Top Dog. So is she not? Because she fucking hates Top Dog Entertainment. I, well, I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. So, but, it, but it's it seems like they just it was her. It was them just like throwing out all of her music just to put out like a final project so she can leave. Is what it seems like. But I don't know if she's actually leaving or not. I, I thought she was, but that doesn't kind of make sense. But also, it doesn't make sense because, um, like, if that's it, feels like a thing where like Top Dog was like, well, like we've held you back for so long, like you you clearly aren't gonna do the album that we want you to do, so you can release whatever the fuck you want. And so she just released all of it. Yeah, just like like it. It seems like it's like uh. Like it's the she had a certain amount of albums on her deal or whatever, and like she owed them one more, and so she just like dumped all of the remaining music onto one album. Maybe, um, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, like she's not the first person to say that. Like Isaiah Rashad has said something similar. Scissor's been the most vocal. Um, Kendrick's left. Yeah. So that's their biggest He's doing artist. His own thing though. Yeah, that's their biggest artist of all time. Um, Absol just released an album, but it's it's Absol. Like he's not gonna make numbers for them. This is like their last numbers person. Like maybe Schoolboy Q as well a little bit, but he's not at the hype of previous levels. Like this is their last big money maker. I don't know if they're letting her go. Yeah, I don't know. Be surprised. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, 2022, not as memorable as previous years. Still good, just not as not as memorable. Do you know when the Paramore album's coming out? Uh, January, I believe. January 23rd or something like that. Oh, that's so long away. I thought it was coming out earlier. Fine. All right. This is why it came out in September, man. That's a, almost a year long album cycle oh february 10th 2023 february fucking hey hey keith yeah green eye shades green eye shades are a type of visor that were worn most often from the late 19th century to the mid 20th century by accountants telegraphers coffee editors and others engaged in vision intensive detail oriented occupations to lessen eye strain due to early incandescent lights and candles which tended to be harsh uh the classic banker's lamp has a green shade for similar reasons so I, I don't know why they decided it should be green. Honestly, this Wikipedia article doesn't answer my question of why it's green specifically, but uh, apparently lights sucked back in the day and our modern lights are a lot better, so we don't need them anymore. I am going to go out on a limb and say that they decided to make them the color of money just because. <laughs> and that's the I mean, that, that, Okay, I, I guess it could have been any kind of darkened color, but they were like, you know what? Red's kind of like, I don't know, seems kind of garish. Let's, let's just go with green. 
Yeah, they're like it matches the aesthetic and it's of like a bank or something and you know, it's the color of money, so green. I'm trying to think if like I remember back in the day before uh fluorescent lights were more more popular because like I, I do remember like I I'm I'm old enough to have lived in an age where like, incandescent bulbs were a bit more common. I'm trying to remember if like my eyes hurt a lot more, but I guess that was too long ago. Alright, in any case. That is, that's the answer to that question. Okay, okay. Uh, Ad, do you want to segue into resolutions, or do you want to talk about Netflix movies? I know it was. Doing... I know it was a nice. I know it was a nice segue, but I also. I thought we were like... doing the veganism redux. Oh, I thought I thought we were gonna do uh the top media of twenty twenty two. Whatever, which one do you want to do? I'll I'll let you, I'll let you go whichever way, way you want. Let's do. I, I honestly have not even looked at this YouGov poll, but let's do the veganism. So speaking of veganism, well, you've ruined it, okay. anyways. Let's, wait, let's, I, didn't, let's talk I, just, I didn't. Wait, how how was that segue? I thought you were going to go into resolutions because I was talking about like resolving to do shit. What? No, you were. We were talking about. Um, was it Eric Adams? Eric Adams and him making oh, right, right. vegan lunches, and then you were going to oh, be like, that. "Oh, speaking of vegan lunches, oh you God, guys go to that. poll our infinite oh, yeah, source yeah. of resources." I can't so believe good. for There's... our for our last for our last um. They're so, they're part so of good. The they're stepping their game up too, by the way, because like, like they're putting out more polls, more articles. Like, I, I don't know. Like, apparently, business is good, and they're just putting out more content. So, God bless. Like, I hope, I hope they do, they do even better in twenty twenty three. Okay. All right. So, anyway, this is from YouGov UK, which is for some reason. I guess since it started in the UK, their UK site it still has the best content, but the US site's pretty good too. I'm still waiting for them to like have like better like international sites, but like. For the most part, it's only really good in the UK and US right now. Hopefully, next year we'll, we'll get some. You go to Japan. Oh, come on, we need we need some good stuff. In any case, uh, so this is a this is a New Year's resolutions type poll. It says, uh, so the article says, how many Britons will attempt a vegan diet and lifestyle in January? And basically, it goes on to say it breaks them down by eight by age group, and it says. Seven percent of people in Britain that they polled say they will try a vegan-only diet in January, which is as many as, t- and it's up to twelve percent. Wait, never mind. Sorry, one second. I misread. It. I sorry, sorry. Three percent. Three percent of all all Britons say they will try a vegan-only diet in January, which honestly is still a lot. Like even three percent sounds like a lot of people to try it, but it's as many as twelve percent in the eighteen to twenty-four age group, which is like I'm. I'm I don't know if I'm surprised because like that's that's closer. To, I don't I don't know any people in that age range. Ads is the one who who could speak on that. But how does that number strike you? Ads like in terms of like twelve percent of people in that age group are considering going vegan only. Like, do you notice that it's like very trendy among people in your age group? I think it had a trendy phase, but I think the vegan like diet is like going out of phase. But I will say like there there is the push to like eat less meat in younger generations. So so that's it's trendier lasted. to eat like, less meat. So you're saying the extreme, like we're gonna go all vegan thing. That's that's sort of like a I don't know five years ago, ten years ago thing. Yeah, but like but the sort of like env- yeah, it's it's more of a millennial thing. Let's say that's that's something that I should be more familiar with because I because I do know like a decent not a decent number of vegans, but like some. But uh, it's but the 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 sentiment of like hey let's like eat less animals for whatever reason ethics or for environmental reasons that's persisted you're, you're saying that yep all right so 
so you have something to say? What 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 else? You, you seem to have a strong opinion on this, on the topic in general. Maybe not this poll. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the topic in general. I've I've said this before on the pod, but I've like, I don't think that it's realistic. And and a lot of vegans. I'm 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 not vegan, but I'm vegetarian. Um, a lot of vegans and even some vegetarians hold a very like a stance that isn't um isn't in the best interest interest of whatever they're trying to like support. I mean I guess like the the reasons for like veganism vary, right? Like some people are doing it for health, some people are doing it for like um, you know, environmental reasons, some people are doing it for uh for like what do you call it? moral reasons like they don't want to kill other living things in which case i, I guess if you're doing it for the moral reason of like it's immoral Dude. to kill another living thing yeah what were you gonna say and I, I was like until until you brought it up i had totally forgotten that people did it for like fad diet reasons like they had a complete completely like i did not even think about that at all i forgot that was a thing fuck that thing that that's stupid what's the, what's the thing like the people who do, who do it for like personal health, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean uh, it exists, I guess, but it's not the biggest push. I I feel like for people who do it like that, for the most part, those people are the more most likely to like switch back quite quickly. Um, but yeah, I won't go so fast say fuck those people, but yeah, um, like if if you're in the third bracket, right, the people who are doing it for moral reasons, you find it immoral to kill another living thing, then. Uh, then I understand the point of view of like it's veganism or nothing, but I, I'm of the opinion, and I've always said that I'm of the opinion that like it's better to see a v- drastic reduction in the amount of meat that people eat, and by drastic I mean like above fifty percent cut of like eating meat. Like if everybody like so, so let's say, let's take veganuary right. If everybody went vegan or vegetarian for January, but instead then that's a pretty good start. Right, I'd let's say like fifty percent of the time, for example, that would be an incredible thing, and I think that's better to do like a, than like say like fifteen or twenty. Like, how many people are going to of out of choice go vegan? Like, what do you think the limit is? Like the upper limit of how many people in society can be vegan? Well, and, like... uh, assuming <laughs> animal yeah. products are still like viable, like economically. I mean, I I feel like that's sort of like a tough question in terms of like the parameters aren't set because I would say hundred percent technically like like it 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 wouldn't cause the collapse of society if like a like uh like so so if an authoritarian world government forced people to only eat like not meat, I don't think that would cause a revolution. Like I think like you know if that that's that's sort of my metric for like how I'm judging your question. Like like. What could an authoritarian government get away with without causing people to like revolt and like destroy society? I don't think meat is it. Think like, I, I think like you, revolt you, you could having no meat. No, I don't think they would. I, th- I th- that's why I'm saying like, I think theoretically. So like, as, as I'm interpreting your question, I think 100 percent veganism is possible. I think it's totally possible. Okay, but, like, that's, I, not I don't, like, but that's not like I'm not saying in like a. That, 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 yeah, so what was your question? Yeah, yeah, no, that's how I interpreted your question because you put it like in such a Okay, okay. So my question was like realistically, how many people are What's realistic? Free will, <laughs> okay. Like like how many people do you think are like willing to go vegan? 
Like, if you laid out the reasons, well, the well, values... Well, the, well, the answer, well, in that case, by definition, the current, like, actual number is the answer. Like, I, I don't... Like, that's why, like, I don't get your question. It's like... You think, well, if you, you, think you want that's... to say... The reality is the answer in that case. And we can you just... We so? can find numbers on that. Yeah. But you don't like, think, what, like, what, as what, older people die... What, like here in this it says well, that, now now you're re- now you're reframing the question like you should ask me like what do you think the veganism rate will be in twenty forty like that that's that's what you'd ask me okay well, what do you think the veganism or vegetarianism rate will be in twenty forty all right so right now god damn it I mean, I mean like how, how in Britain it's twelve percent are flexitarian six percent are vegetarian three percent pescatarian. 2% plant-based, uh, 4% none right. of these, plus none of these. I'm going to go with the U.S. because I feel like I have a better grasp on what people in the U.S. are like. So right now, according to various sources, the U.S. vegan percentage is around 5 to 6%, which sounds insanely high to me, to be honest. So like, I, I'm not sure if I believe like the number. So, some say 3%. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of margin of error, to be honest, when the numbers are this small. So, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna go with the lower number right now because like that makes more sense to me. So let's say three percent in the U.S. right now. I feel like by 2040 it could get up to like seven, maybe six or seven. Like I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna be get to ten percent by that by then, given how, how the culture is. Okay. So like you said, like there is a limit. To, I think there's a there's a realistic limit to how many people are willing to go vegan, but I think in the short term. In, in the short term, anyway, term, um, without like pressures, like out external pressures, like you said, from an authoritative government, or like just mon- like economic reasons or viability of um, meat, like meat in the traditional sense of like like farming meat and agriculture, maybe when once um once what do you call lab grown meat becomes a thing, then mm-hmm. agriculture just fades away, and we don't have to have this discussion at all. Because, you know, lab-grown meat is just more economically viable. For now, yeah. it's not. So, yeah. I think I think you're about right in that. I think, realistically, you're only ever going to get, like, 10% of people to follow a, a diet as strict as veganism. Maybe you can push it to 20% if you include vegetarianism. But, realistically, you're not going to get 50% of the population to become vegan. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think it's, like, it's more of, like, a statistical, like, the question you asked me wasn't so much like it was uh, like sociological. It was just more like uh, statistical in terms of like old people aren't going to change their ways, and uh, young people like the, the the phasing out of old people is, is pretty slow. <laughs> like there, people are only living longer. As let me put it that way, yeah, old people like they they don't die faster. Like as as more time goes along, old people like they die slower. So. It, Unless you can convince people, they'll like, like the youth group. They're more likely to, to to start off that way. But I think it's very hard to convince older people to change their their diet that that way. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think converting people to veganism is a non-starter. Yeah, starting people on veganism is something you'd have a better chance at. But you you're still like, you're trying to convince non-vegans to raise vegans. So yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the numbers say that like veganism and vegetarianism and you know various versions of like eating less meat is like, very popular. It's it's growing like very large among the youth group. But 
like the youth like no, no matter how much we focus on the youth because it's interesting like I, I feel like a lot of the statistical trends show that like old people don't die very fast so like, like their culture even though we don't talk about it because it's not interesting it's still like a big part of the culture in reality and it's not going to change anytime soon yeah do i don't well i don't know if there are numbers for this but are there is there reason to believe that people who become vegan young stay vegan what do you I mean feel like, like forced a... by their parents no like the so like the i don't know teenagers or 18 to 24 or whatever it is the the number of like vegans in that group are they going to is that number going to stay and grow as they grow older or is it like a phase i mean there are like obviously there have been a lot of people who start off vegan i know people personally who've been vegan who are no longer vegan i know people who were not vegan and then became vegan so i feel like the number will fluctuate, but because young, more younger people, it will become more popular with younger people. That it will be replaced by younger and younger people, so it'll be fine. If not growing, but maybe in that age group, as they age up, like who's to say that, like the the age group of twenty four to uh, like eighteen to twenty four, like once it gets to twenty five to thirty four, or f- you know thirty five to forty four, that number drops. But because the eighteen to twenty fours increases, it stays roughly the same. Yeah. I'm just I'm just curious if it's like it's it's not not so necessarily the people who are like raised vegan, but of of the people who like determine to be vegan, like I'm gonna be vegan, whatever in their like late teens, early twenties. How many of them like remain vegan? You know what? There's probably you go full on that from many years ago that I can probably dig up. So I so. We will, we will find it eventually. Yeah, it's more of a curiosity than anything. Yeah. Some of these, uh, uh, sorry, I was just scrolling through YouGov, and there are like some ridiculous polls. Like, how often do you dunk biscuits in your cup of tea? I mean, that's a very British thing to to ask. There's a YouGov America, I believe. I I mm-hmm. did a poll for them because of the uh like twitch has their thing where they send out surveys and you get like bits in return for filling out the survey and they started doing like yougov partnered polls. <laughs> um and so i i never looked to see if those polls actually came out on yougov i should probably check that that's the but, only way they're getting young people to, to vote in their polls yeah they're they're like yougov twitch polls now how many bits did they give you what was the like the monetary equivalent of the, the, of the uh it's so it's dropped lately it, you used to get like 400 to 500 bits which is like four to five dollars in in tips uh for one poll for one poll and now it's like a hundred and the poll was like how many questions like the like five uh, or six I don't know, like 10 questions they're not oh, that's not bad they used to that's pretty but solid. Yeah, it used to be like you would used to get a lot of bits and so now now you don't, and you also don't get them instantly. So you like fill out a poll, and you get a hundred bits forty-five days later. 
Okay, that's kind of that's kind of annoying. But I've been I've been doing this for I don't know five six years at this point. It's been a long time. Damn, you got you got really should sponsor us. We're we're such loyal users. Well, the the Twitch thing I've been doing for years. The YouGov thing is new. Yeah. Oh wait, it's oh it's a tw- it's a poll on Twitch for YouGov. Yeah, it's what, through what? Twitch, and YouGov yeah. was doing the poll through Twitch. Okay, that makes sense. All right. In any case, uh, so veganism. Did you have anything to say about this poll? I, I just thought it was interesting that the delta between the age groups was was so so high. That's it. I'm done with like, it. We can move on. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess like one final note is that like it's it's funny that the the great the you know because usually there's like a smooth grade you would expect there to be like a smooth gradient between the age groups, but it's basically like all the other age groups are around the same, and it's specifically the eighteen to twenty four age group that's much much more likely to do uh, what is it? What do you call it? veganary? January. What, what do you call it? January vegan. Veganuary. 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 Some people call it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I just thought it was interesting that the young age group was like so much more likely. So who knows? So did something change the last couple of years? Who knows? Wait, I have a question. Alright. The people who are none of these, what are they? I have no idea. I, 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 I think saw that on my I think they put it on the poll just in case and people were like confused and they they just went with that. I, I mean, think that's people what happened. Who like the, the breatharians or whatever they're called? <laughs> I think it's fifteen percent of eighteen twenty four year olds are breatharians. Breatharians. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm pretty that's sure crazy. it's it's because it's because like they the Lukov they wanted to have an option just in case to like cover anything else, and so many people were like, I don't know, I'm just gonna pick this one. I, I think that's what happened. So high, really high for like eighteen twenty four. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let, let's do our la- let's do one. You you want to do the Netflix thing? Sure, but you guys then just carry that one because I have no idea. All right, sure. Let, let's let's just do like one like year and wrap up. So ads got to pontificate about music. Me and Keith will uh, talk a little bit less about uh, about viewing viewing habits on streaming. So Netflix did their year and wrap up post. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of years left, a couple of weeks left in the year, but I doubt like, a huge is going to come out. So they wrapped up what people watched the most in 2022. So um, what is? let's see. I wish they had like a combined ranking. Like, I don't know why they separate these. Like, like why isn't there a combined ranking? Do, do they feel for like... So, for English, so English and these... non-English or for TV and movies? Uh, for I mean, for English and non-English. Like, well, why don't they combine them in each category? Like, why are they separate? Is, uh, is, English, I wanna... is English versus non-English like the language that the show is in? Yeah. I, uh, I know produ- why it's important. production language. I know why it's important for like advertising purposes, like when they sell it to like, you know, when, they, when they're selling ads and stuff like that. But like for terms of, for viewers, I, I feel like it just, I, I want to know what the most viewed one was, like period. Like I, I don't, I don't care how, like, I just want to know what the most popular thing in the world was. Anyway. But going going by these rankings, so going down their TV shows in English, it was Stranger Things season four, Wednesday season one, Dahmer, Richardson season two, and Inventing Anna. And I'm not going to go through six and ten. So for TV and non English, it's All of Us Are Dead season one, Extraordinary Attorney Wu, The Marked Part, Till Money Do Us Part, and Elite. 
So, uh, and they made a big point to point out that um, that K-pop, that, yeah, that that was one of their K-pop their, their, <laughs> K dramas. Well, they called the they called the K the yeah, K dramas. That that was one of their big takeaways, I guess. That Netflix pointed out that K dramas were very popular this year, and they had a pretty interesting stat that Keith pointed out, which is a sixty percent of our members watched at least one Korean title, which is like it sounds insane, and that ma- it makes me wonder. Wait. Is Netflix like, because because I always I always thought of it as a very U.S. centric uh, enterprise, but I guess they have a lot of global global subscribers. They have like two hundred million subscribers worldwide, so I guess it make, that sort of makes sense. Keith, your your thoughts on the TV section? Uh, my thoughts on the TV section are that I so I don't watch a lot of well, I don't want I don't technically I don't watch a lot of Netflix in general uh, anymore. Um, mm-hmm. but the, I'm not surprised by anything, uh, mm-hmm. here, except there's a couple of, th- the couple of English things that I don't even know what they are. The Watcher, I'm, I don't know. I, the Watcher and Virgin River. I think I've heard of The Watcher, but I don't Watchers know by, what uh, those are. Watchers by, uh, Ryan, the guy who did, uh, Dahmer, he basically did another true crime thing. It, it, it's okay. pretty similar stuff or similar ish stuff. Um, and then the non-English stuff I've, um, I, I've heard of all of us are dead. Everything else on there. I have no idea what any of those things are. Same. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean the same, like some of these, I've, I've, I've tried to look up to find what they are. Like elites, like a Spanish gossip girl ish thing where like, it's a, it's a rich people out of prep school kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, it's the only non-season one on that list. Yeah, it, it's like Spanish Gossip Girl. Is from from what I can tell from the Wikipedia article. But the most important thing mm-hmm. of the TV list is that Wednesday is, is uh, it, it should be number one, but it's number two. Uh, English TV popularity in twenty twenty two, uh, because of Jenna Ortega's supremacy. Hmm. And I'll leave it at that. All right. That that's that's made by like um CW show ex CW show guys, right? Wednesday. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the producers on that were like people who used to be like CW show lifers, and they and they went along. I know that like Tim Burton directed it, but isn't it like ex CW show producers who made that? I have no idea. The only person I know who was involved in that was Tim Burton. Okay, I'm pretty sure like the producers were like kind of involved in ccw stuff what are you trying to say uh i guess i'm trying to say like netflix is kind of it's kind of weird that like they started off by doing all this like high concept tv drama stuff and they've sort of become this house for very like generic entertainment which is which like don't ever call wednesday generic (laughs) Having having not watched it, I can't speak to myself for myself, but like I've heard it very described as like very, again CW ish. You know, it's it's not uh, very. I don't know. Like again, high concept. Okay, so the it's, thing about the thing about Wednesday it's not, is it's not House of Cards, right? So you know, you know what I mean here. First of all, it's better than House of Cards. <laughs> uh, House of yeah, Cards but... stars a sexual deviant that. Uh, isn't, that's neither here nor there. 
but the, I, I, so this is to your point probably uh what yeah. i'm about to say i've only I, so i i watched the first two episodes of wednesday because it came out while i was waiting for uh like early morning world cup games um and i haven't gone back to finish the show yet because i don't put time aside to watch anything so i only watched two episodes the the first episode my my only observation from the first episode of wednesday was that the writing is so weird in that show that they gave her sexual tension with literally every other character with a line so she's like including her her mother which is like really strange but every so character she meets throughout the episode you could be like that's the love interest and i would believe you do you think that's strategic because they wanted to trend on twitter and tumblr they voted for the tumblr audience yes <laughs> so i think to Wait. your to your point about it being like cw ish i think that's part of it is that there's like they literally just wrote sexual tension with every character in that because they in that show they in know introduction because they know it'll let it they know the internet will, will take that take the ball and run yeah and they'll do all the marketing for you specifically her and her her roommate there's a there's a large social media push for for some lesbian relationships uh okay, happening so, in later seasons and okay, the so, uh the writers so, or producers or whoever have said they're open to anything I, I legit thought that it was already canon from what I saw on social media. Like, yeah, I, it's, I th- I it's that, crazy. I thought that like the that the the uh, the relationship between her and her like blonde roommate was like legitimately like it was part of the plot. It was established by the way people were were like posting about it. No, like they, I don't even follow. That's her show. interaction with every character. Okay. Well, you know what? That that's kind of a brilliant strategy in terms of like how to get the internet to market for you if you just make it show that everything's a ship. Yeah. Instead, in, instead of like making them people like like go like do contortions to like make it possible, just like give every give breadcrumbs everywhere, basically. Yeah. Somehow they got away with like queer baiting and straight baiting and like every everything. They just they just baited the whole cast of the show. I mean, it's 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 as you said, like uh, Jenny Ortega supremacy. If if your protagonist is charismatic enough, people are okay with the queer baiting. They're like, yeah, you know what? Students, teachers, family, you know, just no sexual morals. tension everywhere. No morals. All right. So I, I think about like, my show very point well. It's, it's the yeah. first two episodes I, I loved. I just, I really have to take the time to go back and finish the, the rest of the, the season. Show? So, so I got, so I think the point I was trying to make because, uh, so a bunch of K pop was on the list. I'm not, not K pop, K dramas was on the, on the non English list. And not having watched them, I, I, I so here I am again generalizing about shows I haven't watched, but uh, I mean, like, you know, like I, I watch K dramas occasionally when I'm in Korea. My mom has them on, and I feel like I watched a large enough sample size of them to to feel like they're all like I, I can generalize. Like this, this is a specific genre of show that I'm that you're. It's it's like it's like the CW drama. You don't have to watch all of them to sort of be able to generalize about their content. It's like watching a. It's like what if you watch one thing in the Arrowverse, you've kind of watched them all, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I just think it's like interesting that uh, what what's happened is that like Netflix they started off their content push with all this like high concept sort of like award bait content like what was it Orange is New Black, um, 
House of Cards. What were some of their other early hits? I I, I know those two were, those two were very big in the starts. Uh, early hits. I think it would be those two. Other things that they had at that time were like Hemlock Grove. Yeah. Uh, Dark. I think was a little bit later. But, um, but in any that, case, they're they're yeah. all attempts at like sort of like award baity, like you know what what you would call like artsy shows, right? Yeah, and that's then, when they um, that's where th- I'll let you finish your point, and then I'll I'll get into it. But ultimately, like they they ended up the most successful shows that that they made, and they still make you know they still fund some of these like more high concept shows, but the shows that do super well are like no surprise these kind of like mass entertainments are like very accessible very uh easy to watch shows i don't putting like all k-dramas in that i don't think k-dramas peak very high the ones i've watched but they're all like, very entertaining and enjoyable like they're very like that's what that's how they, they're made they're initially made to appeal to as many people as possible and just be like instantly entertaining and gratifying and i i just feel like it's weird that like they ever started off with such an interest in uh award bait television like what was the strategy like did they think that like were they trying to attract a very specific coastal bubble audience to it and they would they think that would that they could expand from there like why wasn't the initial thrust of of content to go for the most uh like popular stuff i mean i, I guess you know in a certain sense they did because they did like before all the other um studios they brought back their shows they did make sure to like get like friends and get back all these shows that were very popular and mainstream so maybe it was sort of like a it was a two-pronged strategy maybe so i don't know what are your thoughts on that keith yeah so this is exactly what i w- was gonna bring up uh they successfully fooled people to the point to maybe to their detriment because some people are still fooled about this um the so the reason why they were going with like in the early days when you saw the the Netflix originals tag, you expected like some amount of quality from whatever the product was. Uh, yeah, the, it was like they were trying the to compete with HBO. It seemed like they because, were trying to compete with HBO. Yeah, because they had the ability to just pay other studios for content to fill the rest of the void um, because they were really at that point they were the only major player uh before you know everybody decided to make their own service cuz they wanted to keep control of their content um but in the years since then they have sort of shifted out of necessity partially um for quantity over quality and netflix's goal is to replace cable right and in order to replace cable they have to make as much content to appeal to as much as many people as possible because like cable is just it's not infinite but basically an infinite number of channels with content for whoever is looking for something specific or something general, whatever. So that is, that's Netflix's strategy ultimately is they want to have a huge library of their own content that they're in control of um, and be able to appeal to anybody 
because they want to replace everybody and they want to be the one-stop shop. And so Mm -hmm. there are people that still to this day, they see the Netflix original tag and they're like, this is trash. Netflix original used to mean something or they're like, it's not really original. They just paid for it or like whatever the case may be. But the Netflix original tag is literally just, this is something we have some form of control over for some form of time. If you want it, you have to come here to get it. And that's their only goal. They don't, it's not about quality or anything like that. They just, they need as much content as possible. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you for the most part, but I want to throw in sort of like a a interesting, well, something that I'm, I'm curious about though, is that, I feel like, at least at the beginning, the way they marketed themselves. So I feel like the entire idea of like they want to have something for everyone. I think that was the same. I think that was true from the start. I don't think that was like a shifted strategy in terms of content strategy. I feel like from the very start, they wanted to cover as many bases as possible and have as much content as possible for anyone. But I just think yeah, the but interesting they weren't producing it, right? But I think that the interesting shift is that in, in advertising, basically, in sort of like their self, in their marketing. Because I feel like uh, regardless of what actual content was on Netflix, they always used to seem like they spearheaded their marketing with their prestige content, which doesn't make it much sense because I feel like, you know, the prestige content isn't going to bring many people in. This is, and, I, and like as time goes on, they're sort of marketing themselves over their, their most commercially viable content. So I feel like that shift is, uh, I, mean, I, I guess like there's sort of a reason behind that because it's, it's hard to sort of advertise yourself in a way and say, hey, we're the channel that has friends. But they did that. They did like, but they should. They should. They, I mean, they should have done more of that, shouldn't they? Like, that that should have been their their commercial. Well, hey, we have everyone we have... knows where Friends is. Friends, The Office, the stuff like that. If you have it, people know you have it because other people will ask where it is, and somebody knows, and it'll spread. I mean, but, you, you uh, but then have... they they if you they don't have it, it anymore, yeah. Then where do you get that type of content from? You have to. Mm just make it up out of thin air and so that's what they started doing yeah yeah i'm just saying like the, the in terms of like uh their self-promotion and their self-image making i just think that shift is interesting because i think the i the dream of having content for everyone was the same it's just that in terms of how they presented themselves to people it changed from this very uh hbo-esque image to like whatever it is now right, right now like they're they're marketing themselves like you know like a network with like nbc or cbs with yeah, Netflix would still be HBO if they were the only uh, shop in town. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they can't do that. You can't be HBO and also not have the other content from other sources uh, to pad your library, and then be as big as Netflix is. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, if we go down the list to movies, it's more like more apparent here. I'm I'm sure they still fund like award bait movies, but top movies are all movies that like got panned by the critics. But still, it's the Gray Man, Adam Project, Purple Hearts, Hustle. Actually, you know, Hustle got okay reviews, so so maybe that's a little exception here. The Tinder Swindler, so it, it's that kind of stuff. So that that further goes to uh, I guess prove the point. The Gray Man is uh, sick. I don't know what the point was. I think the point is that pe- pe- people like popular mass entertainment. Also, surprise, Day Shift surprise. is really good. You should watch that. Wait, what, Highly recommend Day Shift. 
It's the Jamie Foxx Vampire Hunter movie. <laughs> Wait, Jamie Foxx made a Vampire Hunter movie? How come this wasn't more advertised? Because uh, people don't watch black movies. People watch vampire movies. Yeah, which one do you think matters more? Wait, was this, was this a black movie, black movie, or did, or did it just happen to have like you know more black people than usual on on the cast? Uh, it. I don't. I don't know how to answer this. My answer well, to this question would be, uh, the distinction doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter a little bit in terms of the marketing, because like. Because, because like the way you style yourself, it, it it sort of changes the people who want to want to go see it. Mm, yeah, but it's those people. They don't. They don't actually care whether like, it's a black like, movie or if it has a black main character. If it has a to those people, if it has a black main character, it's a black movie. Hmm. Well, I'm just saying. Like, so let's say, uh, what, what's like a big recent uh, Jamie Fox movie where one of his it was oh so so like so like ray like like ray like it's it's uh in terms of the cast it's a very black movie right but it's not like it's not put in the black movie bucket by like advertising people you know what yeah, i mean by the races no like, i mean by the people who advertise who like who sell that who decide where the ads go exactly i mean yeah. <laughs> i guess they could be racist too by the people who, by the people who, when I say it's a black movie, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying like the, the, there's a reason why certain things are advertised more in like certain in like certain uh like I I I yes, you know like when you when you're in a movie you, you know like when you're being shown certain trailers like why why is this trailer in this movie? Yeah, racism. <laughs> okay. That is the answer, but yes, it is. It's not like a black movie. In that, I mean, the main characters are Jamie Fox and Dave Franco. Like, it's not. It's not that much of a black movie, but it also has Snoop Dogg in it. Right, but that's because Snoop Dogg's in everything. Not not because it's a black movie. Yeah, if you say so. Like I said, the, the distinction doesn't actually matter. Don't know how many movies Snoop Dogg's made into, but he's he's in fucking. I feel like he's in fucking everything. Even though you you could say it was actually only like three movies, but it it just feels like he's everywhere. Maybe it's because he's on TV all the time. I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg's filmography is a lot of things that you would probably say are a black movie. Ready, wax, day shift, Turbo, Mac and Devin go to high school, Baby Boy, Arthur and the Invisibles. Murder was the case. Scary Movie Five, Soul Plane, The Adams Family Two, Training Day, Bones, Trouble. I'm not gonna go through all of them. A lot of those are black movies. Wait, what was Murder he doing? Was on it in the animated Adams Family movies. What was he doing in? Wait, wait, wait. When when you cited Murder was the case, were you citing like the song? I don't know, I was just but reading, uh, it was apparently a song, why is it in this list? Yeah, I'm wondering, oh wait, so apparently he made like a short video from the song? That's short film, cool. yeah, apparently a short film. Oh shit, wow, now, now I actually kind of want to watch it, it's a good song. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, almost like, if Snoop Dogg is in your movie, you could market it as a black movie if you're a racist uh, movie executive. 
I mean, it, 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 you, you, you think they're doing did, that because did, did it's effective? Did you watch Soul Plane? Yes, I love you that movie. Did, <laughs> you I think, haven't watched that movie in forever. That's such a funny movie. You don't think they're doing that because it's, it's effective? I, well, I mean, yes. D- the... The answer to your question is yes. They are doing it because it is effective. Why is it effective? Racism. Is it racism? Is it racist to say that like black people want to see black people on a screen? Uh, no. I feel like you're. They're not marketing it as a black movie to black people. They're marketing it as a black movie to warn white people. Okay, I, I I feel like to, to get there, you got to read between the lines a lot, but but like but, but I I can see your point though. I I can see your point. They put it all in a box. It doesn't matter what it's about. It all goes in the same box. Why racism? All right, all right. Uh, what else do we have to say about the the list? You know, save the last no. dances. Save the no no. I have no idea. Okay, well. Ads, do you know what Save the Last Dance is? No. Oh my god. Okay. Well, this point isn't going to make any sense. Okay. Maybe well, I have. Do you want to try to explain it? Do you want to try to explain it to us? Save, Save the Last Dance is a movie uh, about... Um, it stars Julia Stiles as the female protagonist. And That's her, why I know it. <laughs> her parents, like... Uh, I forget what happened. Her mother dies, and she moves to the hood, and she like learns how to live amongst black people, and like she learns hip hop dance and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I remember watching this, but I have no like recollection of it beyond knowing I watched it. Yeah, and so depending on your perspective, okay, it may or may not be a black movie. How is it marketed? Which forces won out, Julia Stiles or there being black people in the movie? Uh, well, it it made I don't know I don't remember how it was marketed to be honest. It was a long time ago. That's from two thousand one, but mm. it made one hundred and thirty one million dollars on a thirteen million dollar budget. So, eh, good for them. Oh, and the re- MTV films and the reviews weren't terrible. So I mean, no, I feel like that's good. a big win. I feel like that's a big win. This has a lot of black people in it. But it probably wasn't right. marketed as a black movie. It was probably marketed as a, as a Julia Stiles movie. Julia Stiles. Wait, was Julia Stiles already people. big then? What was she already big then? Uh, I think she would have must. It was after Ten Things I Hate About You, so okay, she was that's at least big. that big. Yeah, she, she was. She was pretty. Uh... She was, she was, she was still like a, like a, what is, what is it? Like a young teenage, was she a teenager then? Whatever. She was a starlet in any case. Yeah. Who was, who was her uh, co-star? Who was, who shot Patrick Thomas? What happened to him? What, what happened? I mean, he's probably just big chilling. <laughs> he still has some I'm trying roles. To see, I'm trying to see what, what is like, like his other bigger, his other stuff was. What's his most iconic role? A uh, barbershop probably, if not Save the yeah, Last Dance. Barbershop. Last Dance. Okay. Damn, he's been in a lot of stuff. I just, yeah, I just didn't notice. Yeah, because you don't watch black movies. Well, I just don't watch movies. I think it's where I don't watch movies in general. 
Yeah, you're too busy trying to start the race war. <laughs> the curse of La La Rota. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, didn't yeah, know he I, have, I don't think I've watched a single one of these shows. Oh, there's Macbeth? He was but in the I new... Don't, I, in... I don't subscribe to Netflix anymore. Hey, hey, some... speaking of Black Movie... Speaking of black movies, they they didn't they didn't advertise the tragedy of Macbeth as a black movie. Uh no, because you don't and you don't advertise Denzel movies as black movies. <laughs> Nor Will Smith movies. They're white people as far as Hollywood is concerned. You don't think Malcolm X was marketed as a black movie at the time? Uh no. Well, I don't yeah. know. It could have been, but probably not. It's probably just advertised as a Denzel movie. That was probably the turning point, I gotta feel. I gotta feel like Malcolm X uh spike lee that was a turning point they they they're those are some names that are like well spike lee probably not he's probably still a a black director for the most part but you know there's some names that are just they're bigger than like they've made it you know amongst the white people (laughs) and those are denzel will smith uh we do well, Ice Cube is kind of up there. Ice Cube's he close. Did, he close. did that family turn, and he's sort of, you know, he's sort of amongst the white people now. Have you seen the Have you seen the Equalizer, the uh, the, the Denzel versions? Not not the uh, what is it the the CBS versions? No, I haven't. All right, they're they're like they're like surprisingly entertaining. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but I feel like it's a dig at Denzel, and therefore I hate it. It is kind of a dig at him because it's it's like his version of Taken, and it's it's just sort of like I don't know. I, I guess they make money. Like it's it's just it's so not to, it's it's so atypical. I, I didn't think he did those kind of films. I thought he was like he was in this. Like, I'm only doing art movie phases, but so I was kind of surprised to see him do them. And they're like, I mean, whatever. They're still good. So I mean, they're so, I, I mean, I they're so entertaining. Correctly, Equalizer Two was the first sequel he ever did. That's what I mean. It's like I I, I thought like. For a while, he had stopped doing. Uh, I want to say like these are like the probably the most like the Equalizer movies are the most like obviously most. It's most blatantly commercial movies he's done, and there's nothing wrong with doing like blatantly commercial movies, but it's just it was such a change for him that I was surprised. Yeah, you should join the MCU. I mean, yeah, I mean, like he might as well. Like, why are you doing Equalizer? Like, I feel like at least why hasn't why hasn't Denzel done an MCU character? They crazy. probably can't find it. They probably haven't found like a good enough role for him, in yeah. terms of like. You don't just give Denzel any role, right? You have to like, yeah. like that he could be. Black Superman, you can't, but you can't. Like, you make can't him waste. Like, yeah, you can't waste a role on him. That's the thing. Like you gotta be yeah. like, hey, you gotta give him a role, and you got it's got it can't be a character that's like like die. It can't be like Christian Bale who you can afford to like cast once and kill off. It's gotta be a guy. It's like okay, we want him to be around. Yeah, like people have been lately. I think Wax even brought this up. Is people have been like jerking off to the idea of Blue Marvel popping up in the MCU for whatever reason. Like that's a role you can give to Denzel if you're gonna keep him around. Hmm. I mean, I guess. I mean, he still looks like how old? I don't know how old he he old he is really, but he still like passes as like being. Wow, he's sixty-eight. Like he, he no. looks much younger than sixty-eight. So, yeah. yeah, he's an he's an old one. Yeah, but he he can play like he can play like he's in his fifties. But he can't, I don't think he can he can convincingly play like anything younger than that though. So that sort of limits the roles. 
Denzel Washington, Doctor Doom. No, I feel like you. I feel like Doctor Doom is going to be young. It's because I feel like the Fantastic Four is going to be relatively young. Ah, uh, so he has to be in, in the same age cohort. Yeah. Like I feel Denzel like Washington you. It, so he Galactus? has to have a character that is going to be like around. Uh, like regal, I guess, but yeah. not present all the time. Like he has to be a character that's that's strong enough on screen Galactus. to Galactus. always have like an impact when he shows up, but not Galactus. be expected to always be around. Hey, I mean, it could Galactus be Galactus, but exactly. like, how many times are you gonna show Galactus? Right? Like, I feel like you want more than that. Isn't like, that perfect? Like though? less than Silver Surfer, right? Because Silver Surfer should always be around once he shows up. Isn't Galactus perfect? Just like kill kill your like five minutes every movie and just just disappear, and then there's like one final payoff movie where you're there for like maybe like twenty minutes. That's just like a good role. Like you know you don't you don't you doesn't have to spend too much time on screen. I was also thinking like Mister Sinister or something like that. Uh, I mean, if it was Mister Sinister, that would be like. Does he have to be British? Spider Man villain. He doesn't have to be British, right? Mr. Sinister doesn't have Wait, to be no, British. Wait, no, he's an X-Men villain? Yeah. Uh, There's no reason Mr. Sinister has to be British in this new version. Yeah. You can, you can make him American. But you know what? No, I mean, like, Denzel does, like, an okay British accent, right? I don't I didn't watch the Macbeth movie, but I'm assuming he does. Yeah, no clue. All right. I, th- I think I think we've bored ads enough. That was like a really random tangent. You think that you, that he plays a villain? <sighs> Do you, you don't think he wants to? I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> like I feel like there's a lot of villains that like if you go with villain Denzel because I was thinking hero, but if you go with villain, like he could be. There are a lot of people. If, it, if, we're, if we're thinking like like he- heroes, and we can go like eternity. And that's another. So that's basically good guy Galactus. You you pop up for like five minutes every film. You could be Eternity. That 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 would be okay actually. Because I was thinking like, like you could if, if for villain depending on if you if you like do the not Marvel thing and actually keep him around as a villain, like you could just give him anybody. You can give him an Apocalypse for all anybody cares. Apocalypse. What 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 are we doing? We're doing like Black Israel stuff. Okay, well you you don't have to do that, but like nobody, <laughs> no, joke, nobody would really care if you, were just, <laughs> like, if you were like Denzel is Apocalypse, right? Like people are the the, like, Ky- the, Ky- the Kyrie stuff is too hot right now. The the Kyrie and like Kanye stuff is you you couldn't do it this year. Is anybody going to be like, Denzel can't play Apocalypse because he's supposed to be Egyptian? Like, no, nobody's going to say that. You're going to do it this year. You'd have to, you got you to wait to like a year until this Kanye and like Kyrie stuff cools off. Yeah, well, I mean, it'd be at least, what, 2026 at the earliest? I think we're, are we mapped out to 2024 or 2025? One of the two. Alright. So it'd be I, I just think I, I think one of the cosmic forces is fine, like... Again, like Eternity or Galactus, either one is okay with me. He could be Magneto, even though I think that uh, Professor X and Magneto should not exist in the MCU, alive mm-hmm. at least. I'm just trying to think of the accents he does because generally, in all the movies I've seen him do, he hasn't done. Uh, he doesn't really do the accents, does he? 
Um, no, that that I, that I can think of off the top of my head, no. Right. Yeah, he he generally speaks as himself, or as an American, I should say. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, you, okay, let's, let's let's move on because like I I feel like we we veered quite quite a path. No, it's fine. Dendel is right. always relevant, all right? Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Let's, let's let's go to New Year's resolutions. Uh, so first, let's. Well, let's Wax, do you remember your last year's New Year's resolution was? Yes, I I do remember my my last year's the one I oh, said that. Oh, we have a poll. I, we have I, a poll to go through this. Okay, okay. Let's talk about the poll first. Well, all right. Let's compare ourselves to other people first. Okay, so these are uh, what Americans say their resolutions for 2023 are uh so da-da-da-da. okay number one improve physical health 20 percent number two save more money 20 percent exercise more 19 percent. so if you com- if you combine physical health and exercise more oh and eating healthier 18 percent. so basically like the okay losing weight 70 percent. so many of these are basically uh around physical health so like basically it's like by far and away some form of physical health stuff is like is run away the favorite so let's go to stuff that's not that. So saving more money, 20%. Um, eat, being happy, 17%. Paying down debt, seven, 13%. So I guess financial is number two. So it's health, finance, and everything else is basically like mental health, self-improvement. Learning something new, 12%. Improving mental health, 12%. You know, improving relationships with family, something, something 11, 12%. Uh, you know, so basically, yeah, the big hierarchy is something about, you know, physical health. Then it's like, like do stuff involving finances and money and after that it's sort of just like you know self-improvement that kind of stuff like non-physical self-improvement and that makes sense right that that, that tracks that, that that tracks with what, what i generally see with people saying yeah any surprises here in terms of like numbers that are like like too high too low or just basically just sort of intuitively makes sense here improving relationship with friends or families too high Uh, okay, I mean, for you maybe, but about other people. What yeah, does I don't know. focusing uh, on spiritual matters mean? I think it's it's being just like religious. Yeah, I think it's Christians saying being a better Christian. Is it lumped in with like non-religious people saying? Because I feel like if it was just religious, it would just say religious, right? So, is like. Am I supposed to take this as like religious people and like non-religious spiritual people? Yeah, I I think it's like a combination of like Christians saying being a better Christian and like new age people saying getting in tune with my sh- chakras. I I don't, mm. I don't know whatever. And like the witches and the yeah the rock yeah, people. It's, it's it's basically saying be more religious. Whether that's like you know an organized religion or like a whatever religion, I think that's basically what it means. Be more be more religious. Okay. All right. Anyway, so nothing surprising here, basically. Nope. So let's yeah, let's just go with ours. Okay. So mine was it was to run a half marathon, and I I think I remember myself saying that that would be realistic and not terribly hard because I had done it before, and. Uh, what actually happened was I am in less, I'm in worse shape than I was at the start of the year because because I basically didn't stop running, but like I I got way worse about it. So uh, yeah, not not only is it a failure, but it's a regression. 
Hey, for, for a little bit, you were running a lot. I was, and then uh, I mean, I can I can make I can make some excuses, like I'll, I, you know, and ultimately, and in the end, it's like because you know I I got lazy, but uh, that's the biggest reason. But there's some reasons, like uh, what happened? I got COVID. Oh, well, that's not a big deal. Like I, I, I exercise when, when I'm there, but uh, it's like I think I, I got COVID. There's some work-related stuff. Uh, fell into deep alcoholism. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. All, all that kind of stuff. I have a question. I don't know if we talked about this before, but do you think that declaring something as a New Year's resolution is a promise to not do it? And if it was something that you wanted to do but didn't decide on it as a resolution, you'd be more likely to do it. Uh, nope. Don't think it has any, I don't. I don't think it has any relation. Right. Nope. Because I feel like I'm more likely to not do something if I say that I'm gonna do it as a resolution. Sounds like a very strange, like mental complex that you have. Right, well, so it's not I... like it's not like I like I think about it, right? I just like I forget what the resolution is. I don't remember what my New Year's resolution is like two weeks after I say it, but it, like I feel like I never end up doing them. All right, so so having that notion in my head now from Keith, I'm gonna say my New Year's resolution for 2023 is to not do drugs. All right. Well. <laughs> well no uh... but i believe my new year's resolution i think me and keith have the same one maybe we didn't but i think i said i think i had two i had one was um was to read a book a month didn't do that i I, I think i read like five books maybe this year decent but yeah um i have excuses too i um i moved to another country it took a lot of mental energy from me uh yeah and i think the other one was to get better at japanese and i I was aiming for the n3 test this year didn't do it uh, would have failed it if i did it so good thing that i didn't do it um but yeah so that was my goal my goal will be the same goal for next year i'm taking away the other goal i will try and read a book a month and i will um pass the n3 in December next year. See how we go with that. No, I feel like wasn't Keith's goal also to read a book? I, I think that's what it was. If I, yeah, I, so I remember. Here's the thing, right? There there are three possible resolutions that I had this last year or it, or it was a year before or something. I don't remember. All this stuff sort of blends together. It was either reading six books because I was doing a book every two months. It was to finish uh like rearranging my room um and it was to like organizing rearranging cleaning getting rid of stuff all this stuff um and it was to like or it was to finish like one jrpg like i remember all of these things being in my head but i don't remember which one i actually went to or if it was multiple or whatever i didn't do any of those things wait why why did you have finish a jrpg because i haven't done it in i don't know decades at this point i couldn't even tell you when the last time i actually finished the jrpg was but i i have bought some recently like dragon quest 11 i got a couple oh of years ago uh, tales of arise i got uh this earlier this year i believe oh um, it's the stranger you know 
it, well, it's not. Like, I, I can see that as being a resolution. It's not like the easy ones, like Final Fantasy. It's like the the real JRPG is JRPGs that like fucking like kill you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played a Final Fantasy game in literally forever. Uh, the Final the last Fantasy Final Fantasy are... I played was Final Fantasy Ten Two, I believe. Yeah, those are meant to be beaten. The other ones are like optional. The other ones yeah, are the. So... Yeah. Like I it's it's weird cuz I've I've poured a lot of time into games um I can I can pour a lot of time into games that are meant to be played in short bursts but I can't play a game that is long in short bursts. So it makes it like impossible for me to play a JRPG. Like my most played game this my most played games this year uh, were basically uh, vampire survivors and multiverses, and those are both things that I just sort of uh, turn on, play a little bit, get some achievements, or do like dailies or whatever, and then stop playing. And I can do that every day for a short amount of time, but if I was going to spend that same amount of time playing like a JRPG, I would just end up like quitting after a week. All right. Uh, okay. Is is, is that like do any oceans? I didn't do it. I didn't do any of those. But I will. So this year, the the one thing that I will say is my resolution because I don't care if I actually do it or not is the JRPG. Okay. All right. Finish one. Just uh, one. Uh, yeah, just one. Let's let's start small. Okay. Okay. I already said mine, which is uh, which is like this is such a weak resolution, but uh. I will subscribe to Shopify, stop Spotify again, and uh, listen to some new music. <laughs> okay. How much? How much you are we? Are we getting out of you? What do you mean? Like you're gonna listen to like one new album in 2023? You're gonna listen to some singles? Well, I don't want. I don't want to resolve that every week. I'm going. I'm going to recommend a song that isn't 10 years old. Okay, I think that's a little bit too hard. <laughs> Discover a, a few new artists. Can can I say I'll I'll try to like recommend like one new art like one relatively recent song every month. I don't think I can okay. do it every week. That might be too hard. But I'll I'll try to pick some some act that's like not ancient. Like I, every song I do every week is. Yeah. Well, let's say you you have to do at least. I, well, I will personally hold you to at least three. At least three, all right. Because I feel like sometimes you'll just like hear a song and you'll yeah, it happens do that one rather than like if you were planning on doing some other one or something. So it'll change it up or whatever. But I'll I'll hold you to at least three. Yeah. God, this is gonna cut into my podcast listening time so much. Very very annoyed. <laughs> three three songs that you find enjoyable enough to recommend that's honestly i feel honestly i'm, I'm gonna say like my reflection on on a year of like the year plus of having no spotify and basically not listening to new music is like it hasn't affected my life that much because like i used to like habitually listen to music a lot but again i feel like i realized that it was just a habit and whatever was in my ear could have been anything it's just like i liked having something in my ear whether it's like people droning on about sports or whether it's people singing songs so i, I feel like I'm surprised by how little difference it makes to me, and I, and I, and it sort of changed my view on music. It's it's made me a, I want to say it makes me like respect music less, 
but it has made me think it's less important, at least to me. And yeah, I mean, Ads and I had a conversation in like 2018, 2019, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, music is dead. The industry or yeah. just like as like a concept? Just like just like music, like 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 good music is just dead. Although that's that's different. That that's like the crying, the state of music. I'm I'm just saying that for me it made me like rethink the value of music in general of like is it really that is music really all that people make it out to be? <laughs> as like a general concept. It's pretty cool, but I could live without it. Yeah, I feel like I don't listen to I like I don't hold music as highly as I uh, used to and a lot of it is just because like the lack of the radio i mean it's a very young person's thing to be like oh my god like music is my life and this song like encapsulates all my feelings so much and it's like a work of art i feel like that's like a very young person thing to feel and that as time goes on it's like yeah music's cool could could could, could take it could leave it yeah. maybe that's just it's, it's just for, for me it's like it's legit if it's harder for me to discover music not listening to the radio all the time and i have no reason to listen to the radio all the time so like most of the time how i discover new music is like uh like a twitch streamer or something will have it on their playlist and i'll be like that's interesting and so like that's my new form of radio basically as i gotta ask so that's a I, i we know you appreciate music a lot and you enjoy it a lot but what do you think about its inherent value as in, like, compared to me two, three, five, ten years ago? That's, yeah, what, if you want to compare it to then and now, and just, just in general. I think it has extreme value to me, but I understand that... I, I Maybe I didn't understand it, actually. You know what? I don't understand... I didn't understand how people didn't value music as highly as I did until my most current relationship, which is the first relationship I've been in, where the person I've been in a relationship with isn't a mega music fan as well. And it hurts me every single day when I make a music reference and she doesn't know what it is. But I'm <laughs> learning to live with it. You learn to accept. Well, it doesn't sound like you don't, you, uh, your understanding has changed. It sounds more like it's just like tolerance is going up. Yeah. I think, I think, it, yeah. It, I think, I think I'd never have dated somebody who didn't know who Kendrick Lamar was for this year that's what i'll say okay uh right. it's probably better so that she doesn't know who kanye west is <laughs> true true all right oh do you have any more musical adventures or was or uh are we gonna update that later uh what, resolutions you mean no musical no musical listening adventures stage musicals oh uh lame is but we haven't watched it she's in korea all right, all right. you what, what, what... should watch Matilda, the musical, the oh, film adaptation good. on Netflix. It is great. Hmm. I oh, really oh. enjoyed it. But the, the only thing, too. the only uh, criticism I have of it is that the um, in one of the the final songs, I don't know if you've seen any of Matilda on social media or anything like that, no. but there's some choreography in it that it was like sort of it it did well on social media, but there was a lot of people talking about it because it's really good choreography. The kids and the choreographer went hard, like too hard, probably Um, that I don't sing it with the song that it goes to. 
even though I like the song, I feel like the choreography deserved a better song. But other than that, I think it's a it's a good time. So just a, just a question: How many of the best songs involve primarily the children singing? Um, all of all of them. I think there's there's only a couple of songs that don't have the kids uh, in it. But uh, I think the uh, there's one like big number that is uh, Lashana Lynch's character, the teacher, uh, Miss Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, Trunchbull's song, but other than that, I think everything else is the kids, if I recall correctly. Oh, I'm not sure if I like it in that case. Like, I'm I don't I don't want to say like I hate Annie, but not not the biggest fan of Annie. Yeah. So so one of the things that I that I know is that uh, one of the bigger criticisms of Matilda, even from when it was on stage, is that because it's primarily kids, they don't enunciate particularly well uh so sometimes it's hard to understand what they're saying and then on top of that they're british so if you have oh no any trouble understanding (laughs) british accents it's a bunch of british kids singing songs sometimes particularly fast but i watched with subtitles so i didn't really have a problem either way (laughs) people who don't watch with subtitles i Okay, you know what? That might be a. I, I said that in the music thing. But if I was dating somebody who didn't watch stuff, who refused to watch stuff with subtitles, I think that would be the end of a relationship. Deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. All right. All right. This is a random. This is a random thought, but like songs that are sung by children, like I don't know, psychologically a little bit weird. Because I feel like you only listen to them when you're a child, right? You you well, pre- predominantly you listen to like children's songs, like I don't know, like ABCs and all these like learning songs. And then like when you grow up, basically every song you listen to is is sung by adults. And there's like there's like almost no popular music that's sung by children, except in musicals. And it's I don't want to say it freaks me out, but it it feels like it's so it's so peculiar. It's like it's like children's choirs, like religious music, and uh, I don't know. What what else is there? I'm just saying, like, uh, you don't you don't think it's you don't think it's a little bit weird to listen to a musical where it's like, oh wait, all these songs are by children. This might be the most wax observation of all time. Honestly, look, I don't even know what I'm saying. It. Look, 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 look. Because it's not wrong. Be... Like, I get where you're coming. I know, from, I know, I do get it. But it's like I've never thought of this before. Con- consider, consider this. Consider this. Like the last people who made like uh, children singing like a popular music was like the catholic church when they made children's choirs just think about that you know no, man it was kids bob what are you talking about but i mean kids bob is for children though like yeah like the last you're people talking about, verbalized... oh you're talking about popular kids music for adults yeah the, la- the, the last church. the last people who normalized adults listening to children sing was the catholic church so just think about that it's that mm-hmm. and annie and now matilda so i mean like i don't know it's just just not good company yeah, well, I think it's I mean, fine as long are, as you only are... watch listen to it in the in the musical. Don't listen to it on Spotify. It's, it's okay. It's a... fairly similar thing to the Catholic Church and Broadway. They're yeah, honestly the same institution as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. All right. Okay. Damn, we hit uh, two hours. So... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. Uh, this anyway. is our longest part ever. No. no. Maybe I'll listen to Matilda. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's it's just right now we're just under 
two hours though because i did start oh, yeah. early before we yeah true, true, true. um regardless yeah, and, and, so, do you want me to close us out yeah it's because uh, we, we gotta do songs we're gonna do songs we're gonna do songs we're gonna do songs sorry my bad I was tempted to immediately pivot into like uh, can't always get what you want because it starts with the children's chorus but uh, now I'll uh, go with my original song it's gonna be so, I think I was talking I should have probably come in this a couple of weeks ago because I was talking to Keith about like uh, using like needle drops in movies but this is one of my favorites from from any movie it's uh, Rob Zombie's Dracula, but it's the, specifically the Hot Rod Herman remix and it's in the Matrix I feel like it's just one of the best uses of uh, of like a regular commercial song just tossed into a movie and it sounds good. I don't know. The Matrix soundtrack in general is really good, but this is like way too old. I, I feel like uh, if Ads was of our generation, he would have agreed, but alas. Yeah, maybe I would. Right, Keith, go next. All right. Uh, so my I'm doing two songs because one of them I can't believe I've never said before. I even looked through the things that aren't in the playlist that were said still because ads never updated the playlist. Um, Can you relink me this spreadsheet? Because <laughs> did you send it to me directly? It's or in, no? no, it's in the the group chat. Um, I'll find it and relink it. Um, the uh, so yeah. It's never been said before. And if I had to choose an, like my favorite album from this year, uh, it would probably be Yesy by Jesse Reyes, um, just because it's the one with the most songs that I've gone back to uh, throughout the year. Um, so on her previous album, Before Love Came to Kill Us, she did a song with uh, Black, a.k.a. Six Lack, called imported that's like one of my favorite uh songs uh my favorite recent songs like the last five years or whatever um and then they got together and did another song on the new album yesy uh called forever uh that's really good they're like one of my one of my favorite pairings now so hopefully they just do songs together forever hopefully they just do a whole album together um if i could have my way so Mm -hmm. Jesse Ray is in black, uh, imported and forever. Yeah. Okay. Well, since Keith is doing two songs, I'm also doing two songs because I wanted to shout out Absol as well. Um, so first off, my song for the week is from um, Black Country New Roads. In my personal opinion, the album of the year um, called Basketball Shoes. It's the closing track. It's 12 minutes long. It's magnifique. Um... And my other song is from Absol's new album that dropped a couple two weeks ago, I think. I don't remember the exact date. It dropped 19th of December, 16th of December. Okay, so two weeks ago. Uh, more than two weeks ago. And hmm, which song should I pull? Uh, let's let's go with let's go with uh, let's go with the title, like not the title track, but the leading single. Let's do do better by Absol. And Zachary on the chorus. I think the chorus really, the hook is really good. Um, the instrumental is good. I think most of the instrumentals are good on this album. I'm a little bit disappointed with Absol's lyrics on some of the tracks, but for the most part, it's pretty good. It's an Absol album. You know, and it's one hour and six minutes. You're not going to agree with everything Absol does or says or chooses to have on the album, but no, it's Absol. 
Um, and I think that closes us out for 2022. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I, I got to ask one more question, uh, just in case you guys know. But was Jackson 5 the last time uh, popular music featured basically child vocals? It's the last time like, I very remember. Yeah, like in terms of like a very, very popular band or very popular act featured child vocals. That's, that's got to be the last time, right? The 80s. Um, surely not. It's just I'm not... Is there something I'm, forget- I'm forgetting? Was there like a big hit that featured like a like a kid singing the chorus? I can't remember. Well, I don't know how. Like, okay, how big Jackson are we five talking? Is what, yeah. I mean, Jay Z had the. Uh... That's a sample though of like sample, uh, yeah, of Annie, but, of yeah, something that was already had. successful. I mean, but he had it. Because surely, like, I, well, okay. First of all, how young are we talking? Yeah, like, are, like, like kids, 16, kids, or like. like... Uh, and how big are we talking? Because I'm like, oh. there are like kids groups, right? But they're not particularly, they're not as young as the Jackson Five's like youngest member. Like however, however old like Mike Michael, however Michael Jackson was at the time uh, of the Jackson Five, he was like, wasn't he like tenish? I don't know how old he was. I don't know because I'm thinking of like Hanson. Oh, you're right. Fucking, you're, you're right. Okay, you know what? That, that's, 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 you know, you seriously not, not know who Anson is? Do you seriously not know who Anson is? No, no. no oh, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, god damn it. You're right, you're right. Good good, good, good one, Keith. I for, I've forgotten about that. That's, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know if there are other ones, but that's that would be the one that came to mind okay. instantly. I don't know why it's important that I know this, but uh, I, I I was trying to think whether it was how odd it was. I mean, it's like, pretty relatively rare. how. Yeah. All right, okay, Hanson. Hold up, I just went, I just googled up Hanson. Hanson faced backlash after a copy of Zach's Pinterest account leaked in 2020, which contained a trove <laughs> of pro-gun memes, many of which were racist, transphobic, homophobic, and sexist. I mean, yeah. I mean, look 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 at the guys. Come on. <laughs> just, just look at them. Yeah, just saying that's different. Uh, White guys from Oklahoma, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. What am I saying? Anyways, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed another twenty, another year, another year of the twenty twenties with Wax Half Full. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you really want us to continue, but we are going to. So your yeah. opinion holds for, no value. Pay for my Spotify. Pay for my Spotify. But if you'd like to pay for Wax's Spotify, what's getting there? If you'd like to pay for Wax or Spotify, if you'd like to pay for my alcohol that I'm going to drink, probably. Um, not the drugs. drugs that I'm, the drugs that I'm not going to do. Uh, yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, and Keith's JRPG list, um, then you can go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus, where you can support us monetarily. Either way, if you just listen to us, we still love you. And happy 2023. Oh, I want to say one shout out. R.I.P. Pele. That's it. We'll end it on that. Rip the goat.